I mean, I have to say it was weird. All right, how I didn't so? Think I thought it too much at the time, but then I'm, I'm like, the more it kept going on, and then like the louder it sounded, and the bigger it sounded. Wait, it started getting bigger? a little bit strange. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely something. I mean, and it was like right next to me. Okay, like how big are we talking? I don't know for sure. Ew. Maybe it was part of a dream. Maybe there was really something going on. We'll have to talk about it. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. A lot to talk about today. But first off, I want to say thank you to everyone for going to FunEmploymentRadio.com. Clicking on the Amazon link right there at the top of the page is a great way to support the show. Greg, can I tell and, you what uh, I just purchased from uh, going to FunEmploymentRadio.com and clicking on the Amazon wh- link? What did you purchase? I got me a new fanny pack because my other one just broke. Oh, well, I done I done broke my old fanny pack. Well, fanny packs are always <laughs> good to have on They hand. are super convenient. How did you break a fanny pack? I, I, I took it off and I had, I had it next to my foot and I accidentally stepped on one of the buckles and it snapped off. You stepped on one of the buckles and snapped it yeah, off. Yeah, one of the buckles that, like, you know, because there's like two parts to the buckle that goes around your waist to secure your fanny pack on you. And I accidentally stepped on Is one of them. Is this the belly one? The one that looks like uh, the Harry? The belly one? Oh! What do you mean? Like, you're acting like you've never heard of this before? <laughs> Sir, I thought you were talking about, like, the fanny. Like, yeah, they're all, but then when you said belly, it sounded grosser. But Sarah, yes. you own a fanny pack that looks like a hairy stomach with a belly button. Correct. And that's, I think what, I need to... I think that's fair to call that a belly one. That is the highest quality fanny pack I have, too. Big thanks to Dimitri I, for getting that one for me. And I love it the most, but everyone, every time I wear it, I, I gross everybody out mm-hmm. because it genuinely does look like... <laughs> I have a stomach that's hairy and bulging out. Like it's designed to just look like your shirt has like lifted up and you have a big hairy white stomach. Ergo why I said the belly one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this one's black. Uh, I don't know. It, it, I, you know, I went to funemploymentradio.com, clicked on the Amazon link and got it. I mean, it's fine. I don't know. I haven't put any of my treasures in it yet. So I'll let you know how it works out. You know, a good point's being brought up in our live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live, where thank you to everybody who's able to do that for six ninety nine a month. The first week is free. Even if you can't listen live, it's still a great way to support the show. Thank you to Melissa, who's the newest member, uh, just joined over the weekend. Um, Mr. Dingy just said, I have shorts with a fanny pack built into each leg. Pretty advanced stuff. Now, this is true. You make fun a lot of cargo shorts, but isn't this even, this is just like stomach, like easy, stomach cargo shorts? No way, because it's a lot easier cargo to access stomachs. because like you can, I can at least like look here and like open and see all of my treasures right there. I'm not rooting around in my shorts pockets. Yeah, no, instead you're rooting around in your stomach. Not in my stomach. I mean, like, I'm just saying that uh, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of the same thing. It's I mean, the same it is concept. pretty convenient. I will, I do have to say. Uh there's also somebody, and I, can't, I apologize, just off the top of my head, I can't remember, but somebody sent me a picture of a cargo hat, where it's now a ball cap with like little pockets on each side. Oh, dear God. Which is totally underutilized space. And I didn't even think about that. I'm like, that is space that is not being used on the side of my head, where I could totally put treasures in there. I could definitely put some things in there. I probably need one for camping, but also just for generally, you know, going around the city. It's or, like one of those flap hats, life. but instead of the flaps, like they're... Closed up in their pockets. No, it's like a regular ball cap, but then it's just got two little pockets on each side with little clasps. How big of pockets? Clasps. Like, what would you put in them? Uh, well, A, that's my business, not your business. But also, I could put in there, like, a compass. If I needed to put a compass in there. Maybe a little... Um, do you have a compass? I do own a compass. Do yes, you I use do. a compass? 
if necessary. You never, nobody uses a compass until they have to use a compass. And then, then you'll be glad you have one. I just really want to know what kind of small, like pint-sized treasures or however big the pockets are that you would fit. You could put a little Swiss Army knife in there, like a tiny one. Put a little Swiss Army knife. In your hat pocket. You could put some matches in there in case you need to start a fire. Like you're out in the woods and you're like, oh man, I need to start a fire. Boom. Good thing I got it here in my hat. Like those are little treasures you can put in. You could also, um, oh, there's so many different things you could do. With that, you could put a, a tiny foldable little fork and knife. I guess I could go with the uh, with the with the Swiss Army knife. Um, man, yeah, lots of things that you could put in there. So the little little things that you'd want to carry. Wow! So I bet if we go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon mm-hmm. link, we could find cargo hat. A cargo hat, like cargo. You can see if we can find one. Hats. A cargo hat would would be great. Wait, Definitely hat with okay. How would I write that? Hat with cargo pockets. Yeah, hat, hat with cargo with pockets. Cargo. Yeah, that's good. Again, underutilized space was a smart use. Now, the one thing I didn't see on there is it didn't have anything on the top of the hat. Now, that's also another area where you could totally slap some things in there as well. Maybe it could be like like a little gnome hat or something like a puffball mm-hmm. on the top, but it could be all empty inside of like the little gnome triangle part. Mm-hmm. And then you could fill it with all sorts of like you put. I wouldn't want it as a there. gnome. <laughs> I don't want a gnome hat. Although you know, I'm not opposed to this. Uh, yeah, you could put beers in there. Yeah, there's just lots of things that you could do. I'm looking there are great many. Oh, a little of- little tiny bottle of hand sanitizer up there in one of those cargo cargo uh, pockets on the side of your hat. Anyway, lots of great things. So you can check that out. Uh, go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on the uh, Amazon link and pick yourself up a cargo hat. Did you find one on there? Is there one? I sure did. Oh, excellent. So yeah, a whole new thing. I know I need to get back to my tac- a tactical cargo hat. I like that idea. Anyway, it's something that would probably be useful for me as I uh, as I go out you know, on more adventures into the woods, which before we start here, before I talk about this, uh, what went on this weekend, a couple of things. One, it is August 31st, 2020 in the year of our apocalypse. And we are broadcasting from my spare bedroom. Our studio is still there, uh, but we are broadcasting here. So that is where we are at right now. I've been going out into the woods a lot. Uh, I will say there's one thing that that really sucks um, because it's, you know, it's 2020 about going into the woods and, I've been doing a lot of camping. You know, you've gone camping several times too. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get out into the Northwest, into the wilderness, and most likely you're not going to have phone service wherever you go. Like once you get out far enough, it's it's remote enough, which I love that aspect. I love that it's remote enough that I don't get phone service because it's just like, well, whatever's going on in the world, I'd, uh, I can do nothing about it. I don't know yep. about it. And I can kind of just, once you get comfortable with that, like I... Sometimes I will get a little bit of anxiety and then I'll just be like, yeah, well, well, this is where we are now. I mean, there's no way that you can like, yeah, you can't do anything about it. So you might as well just like not be anxious. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, whatever it is, it's going to have to wait. And that's why it's kind of nice. Like I I went out on Friday and then uh, I'm going to talk about some of the stuff that I did over the weekend because there's, we'll get back to what we were talking about at the beginning. But then like Saturday, um, you know, you're out there all day Saturday, but I came back on Sunday and there's this, there's this one moment. I just want to address this at the top of the show, just to acknowledge it is when you come back in and you get cell service and since so it is 2020, it's always like, that's where I get my anxiety where I's like, what am I going to find out? Oh dear out? sweet baby Jesus. What, what happened? Has happened? <laughs> yes. And this is, you know, I was gone for, you know, 30 some hours, th- well, longer than that, I guess almost two days. I was out of phone service, mm-hmm. you know, give or take about eight hours. Uh, but, um, but when when I got back, like the first thing I saw 
and we're not going to go on this too long, but the first thing I saw was actually a text from my brother that came in because I got like a quick amount of phone service on the drive. And it was about an hour drive to actually get to phone service for me. But, you know, every now and then it's just like ping and all of a sudden ding, 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 and then it stops. And so I took a look and it was just my brother saying, what the fuck? Black Panther died. And I'm like, yeah, that was what? No. And then it followed up with. And Cliff Robinson too. What the fuck? And so I'm just like, those are the two things I got, and then I had to wait another hour before I could get anywhere to actually look at it. So that's how I found out was both both at once uh, oh, coming that's back a in. Bummer. Yeah, total bummer. So anyway, that totally sucks. Chadwick Boseman I had no idea he was even sick. I mean, I guess nobody really did. Mm-mm. And um, I love. I think he's a great actor. Like I, he's so good in in 42, uh, but. And then Cliff Robinson, you know, is somebody for I know outside of the Portland area, may, you may not know the name Cliff Robinson, but he was an NBA player for the Blazers during their era with Clyde Drexler and everybody. He was their sixth man, Uncle Cliffy, and that was his isn't nickname. that Uncle Spliffy? Yeah, he became Uncle Spliffy because <laughs> yeah. he ended up getting into marijuana yeah. uh, business, and so he had an Uncle Spliffy place. Uh, but he was just a really cool dude. Like everybody, everybody here loved Uncle Cliff, so. Uh yeah so d- no that was sucks. a bummer it was just like yeah. a, the one two and then you know like with everything else happening it was like oh that's why it is nice to get off the grid a little bit sometimes because even yeah. if you don't you, you know you don't miss timely things that are happening it's also nice to be separated from it for a little bit yeah but you know anyway that was yeah. that was it coming back in so there's that part but let's go back to talking about what I did do which was which was a lot of it was a lot of fun and it was um, good to get out and uh, and do this but I went to an area that I haven't ever really gone too much before. Like, in this specific area, I'd never been to before. Are you going to give, like, a general direction? Mm, I'll say I was in the state of Washington. You posted pictures next to a, a mountaintop. Like, people can figure it out if they know what mountains look like. Yeah, well, good for them. What? I mean, yeah, you can figure it out. You can figure out, like, a general... I was near... Why are you... Why are you giving me this... Look as though I'm well because I could wrong. even figure it out if I had like pictures of mountains. Maybe. I don't think you would figure it out. Maybe I really don't think you would. Yeah, um, I was near Mount. Fine, I was near Mount Adams. Yes, I posted a picture of it. So I was in that area, uh, kind of, but I was also near something else. So that's as specific as I'm going to get, and that's because you just force the issue. So there, I said it, but. Saying that is a terrible area and don't ever go up there. So <laughs> it was super it was gross and Greg hated disgusting it. Disgusting and you will don't go there. But I will say, uh, you know, it is kind of cool going to to areas that I haven't gone to before because I've. So got this is the first time, time ever. No, not the first time ever, but the first time I've ever been around around this specific area. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yes, in that aspect, uh, and it was you're pretty far up there where I was. It's, it gets a little bit further up and, and deeper into um, wilderness, like further away from cities. And Well, it sounds like it if you have to drive like over an hour to get back into cell well, phone. Well, I did with my service. Okay. Now, I'm not going to say that other people had to do that. Uh, there, were, there were a couple of people who could kind of get service even where we were uh, if you did it just right. So well, we'll say that that's... I don't have the most expensive best service. Uh, Me neither. <laughs> um, by the way, for those of you who are members of our supporters club, the video broadcast stopped because Windows, uh, now I'm just realizing Windows forced updates on it. So that's what's going on there. Uh, but anyway, um, 
there was we went went to a lake Mm-hmm. You know, and it's easy to get lost up in this area. Like you're going down forest roads and gravel roads, had a hand drawn map of where to go, of where to find specific spots. Wow. Yeah. And made it to a lake, which this lake is in the middle of nowhere too. But there were, a, it's definitely a well known spot as far as by locals because we went there and I was carpooling with, uh, with our buddy Dan and Johnson and I'll say his name. And so, so we got there and, kind of went through this um there's a campsite at this lake and it was packed like this wasn't where our destination was but there were so many people there and up in was, the mountains in the middle of nowhere in the middle of nowhere you come out and it's like boom it's a redneck city that's going on i mean it was these are some <clears throat> you know nothing wrong with this but a lot of a lot of big trucks a oh. lot of camo a lot of staring at us as I roll in with my Jeep with the top off. It was and, like Estacada times the other, like a million. The SUV. Oh, Estacada's got nothing on this. <laughs> <clears throat> nothing. And uh, we did it. Definitely kind of stuck out. I mean, I certainly I do with, with when I was driving. It's like, hi, I have buddy. What's going on over here from Portland? <laughs> What's up? You know, and people don't necessarily like people from Portland out there. Yeah. But anyway, so just got a lot of stares. Nobody bothered us. Nobody hassled us. It was just kind of interesting as we did our loop and just all the heads turning and staring as we drive through. Was it like the record screeching when you when you drove in? Just like, what the fuck are they Felt doing like that here? a little bit, yeah. yeah. Whole groups of dudes sitting in chairs just all like with their beers like, what the hell? Where do you come from? How did these Portland folks find What's out where we on? were? <laughs> it was fine. We got out of there, ended up camping at where we were, uh, we were going to go. Had a great time. Um... It was it was awesome, great view. It was it was pretty cool, uh, but um, <laughs> I'm seeing some comments on our live chat. They're they're great, but yeah. So with that, anyway, great time. You know, played some horseshoes, did some dragon, did a little jeeping, and a little jeeping, a little jeeping, and some, some horseshoes, some horseshoes. Oh, I yeah. do love me some horseshoes. Wild and crazy, totally wild and crazy, relaxing. Mm. Um, had a few beverages, we'll say, but. Here's where I was going to get to. What I didn't do is look this up ahead of time and look up what some of the rumored monsters are that live around there. So we know that this is, I was in very much well-known Sasquatch territory. I'll say that. This was Bigfoot territory, 100%. Yeah. Like from the movies, Bigfoot territory, from documentaries. Wait, so like like Squatch has been sighted out there? Oh, it's very squatchy up there. Super squatchy up yeah. in those woods. Oh, yes, 100%. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's a known area. So, <laughs> I like that. how you say that with no proof. It's an absolutely known Sasquatch area. Uh, they've talked about it before. So, there's that. And this is where I was getting to what I was hearing in the middle of the night. Now, I'm not going to say I don't think there was a Bigfoot outside of my tent. Uh, I'm not going to go there. That's ridiculous. But there could have been something else. What about a juvenile Squatch? Mm, it didn't smell bad enough. So, there was, but I, what happened is I, I had my tent. I was kind of a little bit away from, from other people, not too far, but enough away to where there wasn't anybody right next to me for, for a ways. Good, probably 50 yards away before from anybody else. Like 150 feet? Yeah. You guys parked that or camped that far away from each other? A big site. Wow. Maybe not 50 yards, but it was a little ways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. In between. Mm hmm. It was a nice site. It was huge, and there weren't that many of us. So uh, I'm I'm there, and I had set a couple of bags outside of my tent, and in the middle of the night, I hear this. I'm 
and I hear something like I hear like rattling outside Wait, so are of my you, tent. Are you like in the woods? Or are you in like a, a clearing? I'm a little bit of both, actually. I was okay. right on the edge of the woods. I was right. right on the edge of the woods. So it was heavily forested on one side. And um, then it was it's cleared out on, on the other side. So I really was like kind of straddling both. Okay. And my bags were outside and I start hearing this rattling. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And at first, like somebody coming over fucking with me. I don't think anybody I was camping was going to come fuck with me. Like I'm pretty sure everybody's asleep at that point. But I'm like, what is going on? And so I'm sitting there listening. This is in the middle of the night? Middle of the night. And I've got two these two paper bags outside. Now, there was no food in there because I know that I'm not going to leave food sitting outside my tent. So that's what made, made it kind of weird to me. I'm like, okay, if there's an animal, it would be going after food. I didn't leave any food out. No, like food garbage or anything? No. Hmm. I left nothing out because I've got an open air vehicle. I don't want anything getting into my my vehicle. So I don't leave any food in there or anywhere outside because that's the last thing I want is some, you know, creature critter nesting there in so where is your food uh i've got a bin i lock it up oh okay lock it up in a bin or it comes to the tent with me and then i eat drunk snacks when i'm really hungry but anyway um (laughs) you know perhaps there were some cheetos in my bag afterward uh so so i'm hearing all this you know rustling and it's weird and it is a little bit creepy when it's like completely silent outside and i couldn't hear anything else going on you just hear this and it's right next to my head i'm just on the other side of the tent would that would that freak you out? Yes, yes, that would freak me out. It's totally reminded me of that scene in Willow Creek. Yeah, a little bit of that. That was yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't get, don't spoil it. I'm not going to, but I'm just, or like any you know. Yes, that mm-hmm. would terrify me, and I wouldn't know what to do. So I didn't want to open it up. So I'd I probably just, hide in my sleeping bag and like cry or something. No, it, it kept going. I tried to I tried to do one of those things where I'm like, well, I'm just going to ignore that and go back to sleep. I'm just going to ignore that and go back to sleep, and then it stopped, and all of a sudden, here it was. and it and it was loud enough to where i'm like and again there's no food so i'm like what is going on what would even want to get in there like if it's a little creature there's nothing there for it well how little could it be if it's touching the top of your paper bag top of the paper bag exactly that's not a squirrel exactly these are standing paper bags not knocked over so it's not like it's really going to be able to crawl right up in there. What was in the paper bags? It was like a battery and like a propane tank. You know, it's some, just like a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. It was a bunch of stuff, but nothing food-oriented. A bunch of camping junk. And and so I, I kept going on. And so finally I was like, I kicked the side of my tent to try to make a noise. And it just stopped. Like, okay, well that... That was weird. You didn't hear anything run away? That. I didn't hear anything run away. Ew. Heard nothing run away. So I wait for a little while longer and I start going back to sleep again. And then just as I'm about ready to go to sleep. Okay. And this is in the middle of the night, pitch black, you know, outside of my, outside of my tent that's happening. And so I'm like, well, okay, I got to do something about this. I got to get out and I got to see what's going on. And so I was like, I don't want to, whatever's here, I'm not going to give it a chance. I'm going to just open up real quick and like try to see what's happening right here. With your light? Yep. I have, mm-hmm. I grab my headlamp. I've got it on. I don't have it turn, don't have the light turned on. And I just, right when I'm trying to zip open, I turn on the light and I open it up and I'm like, Whoa! and I made a noise too. I was like, ah! 
Perfect. And there was nothing there. There's nothing there. Huh. Well, it could have just gone it didn't back run into the away. woods, I right? don't, Maybe. Could it have flown away? I don't know. Could it have been an owl? It doesn't seem like something an owl would do. Again, there's no food. Like, I, I'm... No, not to leave food out because that will attract whatever. And the last thing I want is like a bear going through anything. And, and I don't know. Could it have been hiding inside of the paper bag? No, I, I got up. And you looked inside of them? Yeah, it was, it was like, fine, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go outside. I'm going to be tough. So, you know, I got outside <laughs> my tent and I looked around. I looked in the bags and that's when I double checked to make sure I didn't have food in there. And I was like, no, I don't. What was it? That's weird. I wouldn't like, did you talk to anybody else the next morning if they heard anything? I haven't told anybody until till right now. So, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Was it but one of I your, s- like, like when you're, like, kind of bleary-eyed, hallucinating a in the middle gnome. of the... No, it like wasn't. Like food gnome? It was not <laughs> like a food gnome. food troll. Food troll. It was a gnome. It was a gnome. Okay. Uh, but, no, it was not one of those things. I, I actually, this was Saturday. We went, had a little fun Friday night. Um. Maybe had a few shots of whiskey, as you do when you're camping. Saturday was a lot more mellow. Yeah. Um, we kind of got that out of our system. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was just a, you know, long day, but fun. And then we all got tired pretty early. So it wasn't uh, it wasn't that. It wasn't like I was just like totally boozed up or something. Yeah. So <laughs> boozed up. Boozed up. Uh, and so, yeah, I, it, that wasn't it. I don't know. It was strange. But I did start looking up, though, other things about this area where I was. Just like other... No, so I mean, what logically do you think that it is besides, of course, a squatch? Logically, I, well, I thought, I assumed it would be like a squirrel or something. It sounds to me like a raccoon a or something. Um, maybe a raccoon, but a raccoon even makes a little bit of noise when it like runs away. And I went out there right away. like. And, but when you were unzipping your tent, maybe it was running away and that messed could be. The, the footprints. It's possible. The footsteps. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. And that's true. I didn't really see any footprints by it. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. But here's what it could have been. And this is when I started looking up the – what I do love about – and this isn't the only place that has this, but in the Northwest, there's a lot of very intricate, like, Native American legends about areas. Oh, yeah. Which is which is fun. We've talked about uh, – well, Silent Rock. That one's terrible. But there's, oh, there's other ones. <laughs> there's other ones about, you know, the mountains because there's – these are volcanoes that we live in. I mean, the Pacific – the uh, – not Pacific Coast Range, excuse me, the Cascades are all volcanic mountains. Mm-hmm. So all these are are volcanoes that have erupted at some point. So there's all kinds of legends and things that go associated, that are associated with that. Because the Native Americans were here when all of these were erupting. Not just St. Helens, like we all know that, but all the other ones did too. Mount Hood, Mount Adams, um, Mount Rainier. Oh, I just finished listening to Wild and she was talking about one in like, su- like way southern Oregon that erupted like 200 years ago. I can't remember. 200 years ago, or are you talking about like 6,000 years ago? No, I think... Shasta? Like, no. It began with an M, I think. Yeah, that would be... Um, um, why am I blanking? That's that's what Crater Lake was. Yes. Mazama. 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 Yes. That's exactly what it was. So Mazama erupted like 6,000 years oh, ago. Oh, okay. So I was a little bit off on my math, but I remember yeah. it began with an M, and it was in southern Oregon. Which is true for anybody who's never been to Crater Lake or, or seen it. It's one of the national parks, and it's used a lot of times as like a, a symbol for Oregon. And it, uh, it's yeah, beautiful. Crater Lake's incredibly beautiful, mm-hmm. but it's a sunken volcano. It's a volcano that erupted and then sunk and created a lake with Wizard Island kind of in the middle of there. But that used to be Mount Mazama. And so when that erupted 6,000 years ago, that's actually part of what I was just reading about. 
about really? the, the legends in nor in the Pacific Northwest because that was such a huge eruption that the legend passed down has to do with black snow. So it's called black snow, and that was the ash that fell all over the Northwest huh. and beyond. I mean, that was a huge eruption, huge, huge eruption. And uh, when that happened, that's where all these different like things came. You know, that these were the gods and that there was how these volcanoes were created. They were like wives of the gods or whatever hmm. and black snow. But then there's supposed to be monsters that come out of the black snow. One, oh, so this is the rabbit hole you fell down. Rabbit hole I fell down. One of the other legends, in addition to Bigfoot, is Bat Squatch. Excuse me? Bat Squatch. Bat Squatch. Is that like Bat Boy? Yeah, I, it took me a minute. Nope, it's not like Bat Boy. Well, I mean, I guess in a way it kind of is. Bat Squatch is a, a legendary creature for that area. What? Yes. Bat Squatch, much like, oops, that's my computer, uh, much like uh, Bigfoot, only, you know, with a, <laughs> with a bat. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at this. So like, yeah. So let's see, uh, 1994, right, it's a description of the creature has said to have yellow eyes, a, a wolf-like muzzle, blue fur, sharp teeth, bird-like feet, and feathery bat-like wings that span up to 50 feet. 50 feet? That seems a little Bat's ridiculous. Bat's is said to be 9 feet tall and has the ability to affect, affect car engines. So Bat-Squatch was allegedly woken up by Mount St. Helens erupting. That That's what awoken Bat-Squatch to the area. Ooh, to interesting. To the northwest. Which I did think was kind of, yes. All right, so there have been no pictures of the Bat Squatch, but yes, it's around Mount St. Helens ever since the 80s when it had exploded. I was not very far from Mount St. Helens. Wow. Yeah. Like, did it sound big enough to be a 50-foot wingspan Bat Squatch outside of your bed? I mean, not that I've heard of 50-foot wingspan Bat Squatch before, but I don't think so. So it was more likely maybe a like, pretty, a, like a perhaps a, like a five-inch tall squirrel. Well, I mean, look, squirrel, Bat Squatch, who's to say at that time of night? You know, when you hear that... Maybe it's bat squash looking for my Cheetos. I mean, it's entirely possible. I mean, I would find that super unnerving. All I would think is like they're just like like hill people coming in, like going through all of the shit. Like that's what I would think is they're so used to trying to be quiet that they're just like creeping out in the darkness barefoot and then yeah. going through and just seeing if there are any treasures in there. Mm, you know, that could have happened yeah. before. That's exactly what I would yeah. think. And that's why I would stay firmly inside of my tent. I was definitely, I mean, it's definitely a more remote area. There could be hill people there for sure. It's possible. Yeah, hill people kind of scare me. Mm-hmm. They're up there. Because they could just be like, seriously, just like meth heads living in the woods. Oh, well, that's definitely 100% the case. There are always... there. You are... I mean, I don't think they're having some like magical off-the-grid wonderland experience. I think they're probably like on meth and trying to steal shit in the middle of the night. Well, you know how they say like in New York City, what is it? You're never more than like six feet away from a rat or something like that? Yeah. Ten feet or six feet. I would say you're never more than ten miles away from a meth head when you're in the woods. There's one somewhere. that, right? Oh, it depends on where you go, but they're definitely, they're around. Yeah, they go up there and hide and make their meth. There's not a lot of them. You're not going to see them all the time. It's just like, you know, you go to New York, you're not necessarily going to see a rat. Well, you probably will, but they're around. Uh, Yeah, anyway, that's what happened. So it all worked out, though. So you didn't get eaten by a bat squatch. <laughs> Mike in our live chat said, for every meth head you see, there's 10 more you don't see. Uh, that's probably true. Yeah, did not get eaten by a bat squatch. Made it through fine. It was, I got to say, awesome. That's great. But it was a little creepy in that night. Yeah, I was going to say that would have scared me. I probably wouldn't have been able to fall back asleep. It's creepier when you're by yourself. Yeah. 
Like if you're camp- like luckily I had other people camping. But know, if you're like back. that far away from everybody else, you have to make yeah. a sprint for it. If something's uh, actually outside of your tent. Yeah. Well, I mean, in that case too, because like I said, my vehicle has the top off on it now. I wouldn't even be safe in the vehicle. Oh yeah. I because still like, swoop down, grab me, and pick swoop me out of it. Even though it's an old ass like cheese ball movie, like I still think of Blair Witch when I camp. I still do because, like, you know, with all the things, all their shit messed with, and like all those things hanging from the trees and stuff, like mm-hmm. that is ultimately like I think what would be super scary for me was to wake up in the morning. Like, oh, there's so, weird stuff out there. No, because I'm always whenever I have to wake up early in the morning, and usually I, I like I have to like I'll have to get up and like pee or something, and so like everyone will still be sleeping, and I'll try and find some place, and that is like my one of my biggest camping fears is to crawl this out of my witch. tent. And see a bunch of like things hanging from the trees, and to know that. <laughs> I think oh, that. Oh, that's a good practical joke to play on somebody. Seriously, I think yeah. Hang that in the middle of the night. Oh yeah. Oh. And they like the little stick people. Yeah. Well, now I know. Like it'll never get me because I know that it would be you if we were camping at the same place. But I swear that's what I kind of look for. I'm like, me. did somebody Not if like? You didn't know I was there. That would just, just that would just be lines. creepy in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> just to know that you're like Surprise. <laughs> I followed you up here. I stayed in the woods till you were good and asleep. I think that would scare me the most. It's just having a bunch of things there in the morning that weren't there when you went to sleep. That's yeah. why I always like having all of my stuff. I've in. definitely had my stuff gone through before. I never leave anything outside of my tent. Like I am one of those people I have to have I like to have all of my belongings with me. Anyone who knows me knows this. I like to have all my belongings with me all the time, not out of my sight. Yeah, but you can't do that with all of, with a whole bunch of camping gear. No, I know with camping gear, but with all of like my personal stuff, like my bags and stuff, like I always make sure that they're all around me. I'll just surround myself with my shit in my tent. It depends on where I'm at if I'm going to be that paranoid about it. If I'm like right by a is road. Is it paranoid or is it responsible? Nah, well, it's a, it depends on the situation. <laughs> I mean, if you're like way up camping in the middle of nowhere... That's Let's when I think it's paranoid. even more likely because they think because the hill people or whoever wants your treasures thinks that you're going to be more lazy, and then they. But well, you always have your car keys with you. Don't leave your keys in your car. Yeah. Don't do that because then you don't want somebody driving off with your stuff. But I don't know. Mm. Well, I have well a healthy paranoia. Um, we've only got a few minutes left because I know I do have to go. Did you want to do World of Crazy, or I have one other thing that I could talk about tomorrow? Um, Actually, I'll save the other thing for tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Well, World I have a couple stories for World. Yeah. Let's crazy. do that. Yep. Anyway, I hope that it's fun. I actually did something for the first time this weekend that I've never done, which is gone swimming in the Willamette River. Are you okay? Yeah, it was actually really nice. So I went to um, right next to the Selwood Bridge and um, went with a few friends and sat out in the sun and went swimming. The water was really clean. I was like, because I've always been kind of freaked out about it, you know? Well, there are times when there's been, you know. But now it's cleaner than it's ever been. Yeah. Like, and. Um, it's true. It's, there's been a lot of efforts. Exactly. And so the, and the efforts have paid off. I mean, there were, it was lovely to just be able to kind of swim in the river and like, you know, watch all everyone like sail, like on the sailboats and speedboats and see all like the floating homes and stuff. It was cool. Really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. It's always nice to have an excursion in your own city. That's my story. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome. To my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, I'm sure you've already talked about this. Did you see that there's a Japanese company that unveiled its prototype flying car? I and did. it had a successful four-minute test flight? I did indeed. Wow. Flying cars are actually a thing. Well, at least so for four minutes so far. 
So SkyDrive uh, Incorporated announced the successful test flight of its SD03 flying car model at the Toyota test field in Toyota, Japan. So this is a single-seat flying car built as the world's smallest electric vertical takeoff and landing model. It was actually able to get into the sky and take flight for four whole minutes. The future is now. It's funny, I'm actually covering this on coin tomorrow morning. Oh, well, the vehicle resembles a motorcycle with four attached propellers, giving it the power of flight. The SD03 is currently capable of maintaining flight for about 10 minutes. And the company is now aiming to expand that time to 30 minutes. Uh, They're aiming to have a commercially available version of the car completed by 2023. It's pretty cool. Have you seen what it looks like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How high does it go? Mm, I, you know, I'm not entirely sure. It's like one of those things where you can just kind of hop over traffic. There's, well, that's the idea. Would be that you would, yeah, you would skip all traffic. They, they said even like the future, you could get rid of infrastructure like bridges because you wouldn't need them anymore, which is not going to happen. But, no, um, I wouldn't think so. But yeah, they're they're not the only company working on this stuff. There's a there's a bunch of them, but that was a pretty cool demonstration that they've got. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, four minutes. So the future is now at least four minutes at a time. Next up, this is really morbid because I'm always like interested about the things that people will pay money for and things that are being auctioned off. This is Abraham Lincoln. A lock of Abraham Lincoln's hair wrapped in a telegram stained with his blood is up for auction online. Is that something? Uh, that's that, kind of messed up. That is kind of messed up, right? Yeah, no thank you. Yeah, so it says, The lock of hair and telegram, which provides details of Lincoln's assassination, are expected to fetch $75,000. So it's two inches of his hair. And it also has the telegram. Um, so uh, bidding for the two items closes September 12th. If you want to spend your money on that. No, that's just too morbid would. for me. I mean, that's a person. I don't want their Yeah. Then there are people hair. who collect like serial killer stuff. I mean, people collect weird Well, that's even stuff. weirder, but. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't need Lincoln's. I don't think I want to collect any Bloody hair. hair. Also, who's the person that's like cutting off their hair? I'm like, oh, this is going to be worth a lot I mean, I guess it happens to a lot of for a lot of things. Oh, I bet it does. Yeah, because everyone just wants a piece of something. What was it when? Um, man, there's, I was just reading about somebody with that. Uh, Pablo Escobar, like everybody's grabbing stuff to get his blood, and like I don't know, people Ew, do weird shit. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's a certain type of people. Like not all dipping people. handkerchiefs to try to get it. And like, okay. That's creepy. Yeah. All right, let's move on from this. Out of Australia, Australia is offering a paid position to live in paradise on a tropical island. I like this. I do, too. Conservation officials in Australia announced they are seeking someone to take a full-time job living on a tropical island surrounded by the Great Barrier Reef. Ooh. Yeah, so Queensland's Great Barrier Reef Marine Park Authority announced it is seeking a caretaker for the isolated tropical island of Low Isles. Low Isles. I'm which is about right nine now. miles off the coast of Port Douglas, Queensland. Uh, so it says the caretaker lives in paradise on a tropical island. Surround- Doesn't that sound just amazing? Yes. I mean, I've never been Are there like, other people one- on there? I've never been one to you by yourself? tropical islands, but I mean, now in this, like, now that sounds kind of amazing. Are you by yourself or do other people visit? It says caretakers. So I think it's more than one. Live in a paradise on a tropical island surrounded by the Great Barrier Reef, but maintaining an island is hard work. The position requires the winning candidate to live full-time on the island and complete duties, including maintaining the buildings and, buildings and infrastructure, including the solar power system and sewage treatment systems, uh, being a li- liaison with tourist operators, cleaning toilets, managing weeds, doing groundwork, and counting bird populations. 
So it doesn't mention the pay in this, but I'm sure you can find it easily if you look up Great Barrier Reef Marine Park Authority. And they are accepting applications through September 25th. Hmm. I'd be kind of interested in this. And the more I think about it, like, that does sound like it would get to be a lot. Um, but stuck on an island just doing chores all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, do you get to interact with anybody? Do you get to, like... Because that's pretty small. It's not like there's that many places you could go. Oh, did you look at it? Well, it's four acres. Surround. It's a four-acre coral K, so a coral island, surrounded by 55 acres of reefs. It would be fun for a while, but four acres is not much. Like, that's not much yeah. to be That really on. isn't, no. And, like, if you are, you get to, are you getting to interact with, like, the tourists? I think so. It says you're a, you liaison, a tourist hide. liaison. It says the tourist operators. That's true. They probably don't want you. Plus, they like, plus they, after you have to, there, like, grunt and shuffle back. If you're on the there background. for a month, like, they probably don't want you talking to the tourists. <laughs> like, don't talk to the customers. Steve. <laughs> Just go clean Steve, another toilet, Steve. <laughs> go. Yeah, why don't you go But isn't it exciting? With, it's a count, tropical toilet, go Steve. Go <laughs> count some birds, Steve. Stop talking to the tourists. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. There's that job opportunity for you if you would like it. Nah, I'd go nuts too quick. Yeah, I know you would. All right, that is your world of crazy. Not unless there was enough other people. But if I'm, I'd rather have like no people or just interact with a lot of people. I was going to say, I thought that you would want to be by yourself instead of interacting with people. Yeah, but I would go I would go crazy too quick. Mm-hmm. My mind could really easily adapt to that. I bet. I think I could adapt to it fairly well. It would take about two weeks... I'd go through some withdrawals. I'd get really weird. I'd probably get sad for a little while. I'd get depressed for maybe a week of that. And then I'd just be like, okay, this is my life now. And then I'd make up my own imaginary people that I would hang out with. Wow. I, can, I mean, I can know it. I, I know it yeah. as if it's already been written. The first two weeks will be rough, though. It'd be right. rough. <laughs> well, before we go, we do have a couple birthdays. And we want to say a big happy birthday to our friend, Dimitri. Dimitri. Who we didn't get to last week, but happy birthday. All right, you can have an extra day. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. And also, we would like to wish a very, very happy birthday to our dear friend, Tuggy. Tuggy. It's Tuggy's birthday this weekend. Happy birthday, Tuggy. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Excellent. Beautiful. Gotta love that, Elvis. <sighs> Thank you, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We appreciate it. <sighs> what? One more birthday, Sarah. We can do a show on Friday. Hold it up. Back it up. Back it up. Back Don't it up. Don't yell at me. Back it up. No. Ladies I mean, I will, but what? We need to say happy birthday to Jay. We did say happy birthday to Jay. Did we did? Yes. We did on Thursday? I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't think we did. Yes, I'm pretty sure we did. Are you doing? And I'm yes. just forgetting. I, yeah, yeah, I would think that Angela, we would have. No, because it was Angela and um, Peter's anniversary, and then we did Jay, too. Oh, thanks for interrupting it for nothing. Well, fine, Jay, here. Happy birthday to you. I thought we did. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. I'm pretty sure. Oh, damn right. Wait, where are you saying no, that you we said did? It. Did someone write? Well, now I'm confused. Well, either way, happy birthday, Jay. Uh, all right. Thank you, everyone. Oh, my God. I thought we already had two, and then now I'm feeling, okay. That's, I, I really thought we did. 
Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We appreciate each and every one of you. All of you. And thanks for supporting our show. Thanks for sharing it. Thanks for letting other people know about it. That goes a great, great way in helping, uh, to great lengths in helping Yes, us. because as, as you know, you know, we are... Still currently in Greg's spare bedroom and can't quite yet go back to our studio. So um, you being able to support us and even being a member of the uh, supporters club, sixty nine nine a month, the first week is free, helps us uh, keep our studio. Yep. And well, so and when keep and keep paying going. our bills and everything, so that way when all of this is said and done, we'll be able to start doing events and have guests in and do everything that you hopefully have loved over the years that we would love to get back to at some point. Yep. Let's say I live on an island. You would not there. do the toilet thing. I could just see it. That was the deal breaker. I saw the light dim in your eyes as soon as it said clean toilets. I mean, is it just me or am I having to clean up tourists? Spot, like, tourist spots? <laughs> like, are they going to have the, like, do I have to clean up, like, the public restrooms? I don't know. If I'm just cleaning up my own. Yeah, okay, I can I just kind of got distracted by the shiny title of live on a beautiful tropical island, and then I kind of didn't really read the rest. Yeah. So maybe I should do more research before I make it a story. No, that's a good story. I'm just trying to think if it's, if it's worth it or not. Anyway, uh, oh, I gotta go. Well, yes, thank you, everybody, <laughs> for tuning in. We appreciate, uh, once again, all of you. You're all wonderful. Rick thank Emerson so will be on on Wednesday with us, I yes. believe, this week. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot com. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye. Bye.